Hello and welcome to the Stretching a Dollar for Entrepreneur show. I am your host, Lisa Sims, and I am excited to be with you as always on this early Monday morning. And we have an interesting show for you today. It is a topic that all small businesses need to be aware of in order to protect all of your hard work. We work too hard to allow someone to just steal our intellectual property. And you may be saying, well, what is intellectual property? Well, intellectual property is the material that you come up with, such as online courses and books and music, whatever the case may be, depending on what industry you are in. And all of these are kind of considered intellectual property. And so we want to protect that and I want to help you to protect that. And I'm going to share some stories with you about how I actually have protected my intellectual property as well. And so, as always, I'm going to pose a question to you. On a scale of one to five, how confident are you that you are properly securing your intellectual property? Most people would probably fall somewhere between the, I'm going to say two and three, I want you to be near the four and five because, hey, you have worked hard for it and you don't want somebody else to benefit from all your hard work. And there are people out here who are just looking to be able to take advantage of someone else's intellectual property to claim it as their own and to profit from it. And we're not going to allow that to happen. And so today's topic is five ways to protect your small business's intellectual property. And before we get started, just want to let you know that we are live streaming on Facebook as well as YouTube, Twitter, Twitch, I believe that's it for the moment, but we are streaming live and you can always listen via any podcast directory. And so with that said, you may be wondering how I came up with today's show. Well, you know, as small business owners, we have a lot on our plates and some things kind of get swept under the rug and we kind of forget about them. But this is one particular topic that we cannot afford to sweep under the rug and forget about because it can cost us dearly. And so, as always, my job is to educate and teach about things that are entrepreneurial and small business in nature so that you can be more aware of the things that you need to do to protect your business. And these are life lessons. These are lessons that I have learned through the years. And so once you learn them, they stay with you. <laughs> and so I want to share what I have gone through. And so I can help someone else along the way. 
And so with that, I am going to jump into my first way that I would suggest that you protect your small business's intellectual property. And the first one is via copyright. And that's one that all of us are probably most familiar with. And we know all the time that copyright is when uh, someone publishes either a book or a song or some kind of uh, video, things of, of that nature, that they want to protect to keep people from using it without their permission. And so there is a process that you go through. You go through the copyright uh, office. I can't remember the name of the the uh, website uh, URL right now, but if you Google, you'll you'll find the uh, copyright uh, the U.S. Copyright Office, and you would go through that particular channel, and the steps are on the website as well. And so by filing for copyright, you receive the actual copyright for your intellectual property, whatever it may be. And so what that gives you is that establishes you as the owner of said intellectual property. And so if someone tries to violate that copyright by not asking you or getting permission from you to use whatever intellectual property it may be, you have the right to pursue legal action. And so I'm going to give you an example. And this is something that all authors face, and I faced it and still face it. It's never going to go away, but you just have to be, um, be vigilant and do what you can to kind of slow it down, is that there is a lot of kind of sharing online where people will take someone's book and since books now are in digital format now people have created these websites where they actually post people's books for free and so every now and again I go online and I google myself and I google my books and so I happen to find two of my books on one of these uh, websites and so I did not authorize them to put my book over on their website and give it away for free. And so I contacted the website owner and basically uh, told them they need to cease and desist with distributing my book for free. Because what that does is that, hey, the royalties that I would have received from said book, I no longer receive because it is now free. And I worked too hard to come up with that content for those books. Now, this was before chat GPT. This was straight L-I-S-A, <laughs> straight Lisa coming from my brain. And so I was like, oh, no, we're not we're not about to do this today. And so I was able to get the information removed from the website. But, you know, I'm not fooling myself. Being in technology, I know that, hey, just because it was removed, technically removed, from the website that it won't spring up on somebody else's website. You know, they can create another website and 
in little or no time and just put it back over there. And then, you know, it's one of these, okay, I got to find you to be able to do that. But anyway, the whole point of this is that you need to, number one, search and make sure that people are not utilizing your material without your permission. And when you do find somebody that's utilizing your material without permission, then you need to do the things that you need to do in order to be able to get that taken care of. Now, whether that's legal action or you start off small, hey, you need to kind of cease and desist with this, whatever the case may be, do what you need to do, but you need to do something. And so uh, another example that I had is that uh, I actually had someone (laughs) <laughs> I still can't believe this one. I had someone on LinkedIn to actually share the ebook version of my book and then tag me online to to let me see it. I'm like, really? And so I thank the person for actually doing that because that made me aware that they were doing it. And so I had to contact LinkedIn and let them know that, hey, this person is in violation of my copyright because I am the copyright holder of said book. And I did not grant permission for them to make my book available on LinkedIn. So you need to contact them and tell them to take it down. And you know what? It was taken down. (laughs) So you have to do what you have to do to stop people from doing uh, that to your intellectual property. You know, there's things in the news now where uh, people are fighting um, copyrights in terms of music. People are using people's music without their permission, things of that nature. And so you just want to be vigilant and it doesn't just include books and music. It includes artwork and it also includes software. So just be on the lookout for that. All right. Second way that you can uh, protect your uh, intellectual property is patents. And we've all seen if you are a fan of Shark Tank like I am, you see Entrepreneurs come on the show and they've created a a product and it's, you know, innovative to them. And some of it is innovative to everybody. It's like, wow. And the first thing uh, the sharks will ask is, do you have a patent for that? And they will say, yes, I have a utility patent or a design patent or whatever type of patent that it may be. And it basically protects them from someone going and making a knockoff version of said product. Doesn't mean that someone still won't go and try to make a knockoff version it gives them legal action to pursue the person once they, the personal companies, once they find the person. So you want to make sure that, hey, if you do have a particular uh, product that you file for a patent and you will go through the same process uh, with the copyright, with the U.S. copyright, all of it is on the same website. So you would go there and you would follow the process. Now, the cost, I can't remember the cost. And plus, with everything going up, the price has probably changed. 
And so same thing with copyright. There is a cost involved. I forgot to mention that there are costs involved in order to actually secure these intellectual properties, but it's worth it in the long run because if you don't secure them, then you're leaving money on the table that somebody else can go ahead and get and you're not getting. So just, you know, cost benefit is there, there's a cost, but it benefits you in the long run. And so if you have something that needs a patent, then you need to go ahead and uh, establish a patent for it so that you can be the patent holder for it. And so you can be able to defend it if someone comes up against it. And so, um, have to excuse me here, my eyes itching. All right. The next one is uh, trademarks, and we've all seen the little TM symbol on a lot of uh, signs and uh, logos and things of that nature. And so trademarks are important because they help you to secure your brand uh, as well, and it gives you the exclusive right to use your trademark in connection with your good or your goods or services. And so no one can uh, infringe upon your trademark. For example, Coca-Cola. Nobody's going to infringe upon Coca-Cola's uh, signature trademark for Coca-Cola. Same goes for Apple. And so these are some things that you need to think about as well do you need a uh, trademark and the trademark allows you to be able to i'm going to talk about logos for a moment most small businesses when we create a logo we think that hey okay i've got a logo i need to put it on my letterhead some t-shirts my website yada 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 but also what you need to do, too, is to trademark your particular logo so that it gives you the right to go ahead and put it on those type of things because somebody's somebody's watching. And so they could go and they could register the uh, trademark for the same uh, logo or uh, name and Next thing you know, you can't put your name of your business on anything because now somebody else owns the trademark to it. And so you just want to be aware of that. And so you want to make sure that not only do you have your uh, logo, but you want to make sure that if there's anything that can be trade marked on it that you can go ahead and do that so that you can be able to put it on whatever you need to put it on because you are the trademark holder and yes it is a cost associated uh with it but as i said it is worth it and so if you want to learn more about trademarks or copyright or um, what was the other one I said? Patents. You can always go to nolo.com and you can find out more information about this as well. And then if you would like legal advice, then hire you an attorney to that specializes 
in these areas so that you know that you are protected. The main thing is that you want to um, make sure that you are being protected and no one else is able to utilize that to their advantage. And then another way that you can protect yourself is using non-disclosure agreements. Now, I'm very familiar with these because when I was working in the corporate world as a um, consultant, I had to sign a lot of these because, as I've said on previous shows, my background is software development. And so I've worked for a lot of companies uh, in different capacities, uh, mostly when, you know, whether you're an employee or a consultant, you're working on things that are kind of highly sensitive and proprietary to the company, and they want to make sure that it doesn't uh, leave with you when you leave or you try to do something uh, to profit from it. So they make you sign a non-disclosure agreement, which basically means you can't disclose anything about the business operations or um, any of the um, programming uh, technologies that they use to anyone. And usually there's a uh, a time limit on uh, these non-disclosure agreements. But what it does is it keeps the information uh, safe. And so if someone violates that non-disclosure agreement, then companies come after you. And so most of the most of the time you you know, you sign it because number one, you don't have a choice. If you want to work there, you gotta you gotta sign one of those. But when you are dealing with contractors or freelancers and things of that nature and they are working on something for you that is proprietary to you and it kind of is your secret sauce, so to say, you may want to think about having a non-disclosure agreement so that your information and your secrets are safe. And there is a, you know, you can Google and find a non-disclosure agreement readily available online so you don't have to create it yourself. It is readily available. And I'm quite sure if you go to nolo.com, I'm not Associated with nolo.com is just one that I know off the top of my head because in my entrepreneurial ventures, I have utilized nolo.com quite a lot. So that's how come it just keeps coming to the top of my head. And so uh, non-disclosure agreements are one of those things that you may want to uh, think about as well. And usually what comes along, you'll hear the term confidentiality uh, agreement as well. So, you know, just do your research and see what will work best for your company and your situation and then just proceed accordingly. But you need to be knowledgeable on the area so you know what you need to uh, protect. And then the last way that you can uh, protect your small business intellectual property is trade secrets. And you're probably wondering, okay, what are trade secrets? And there's uh, valuable information that provides a competitive advantage 
to your business. And some of those include like formulas or processes or customer lists. And again, that goes back to who you have working for you. If you've got employees, if you have consultants, if you utilize freelancers, you want to make sure that you have some clear policies and procedures in place for these people to be able to uh, follow and you want to be able to restrict what they can and cannot do and what access they have to this information because you don't want someone else to benefit from all of your hard work. And so, again, it comes the confidentiality agreement, the non-disclosure agreement. So all of that still works hand in hand with your trade secrets. And so you want to make sure you secure those because, as I've been saying, there's some scrupulous people out here that are waiting for, you know, to find the golden egg, so to speak. And once they find it, then they are going to just be in heaven because now they know it's going to take you a while to find it if you are not vigilant. And so you want to do, first of all, you want to do some research on what in your business needs to be secure, particularly your intellectual property. So you can make a list, you can put it in an Excel spreadsheet or Word or Google Doc, whatever, it doesn't matter. You just need to put it somewhere. And then after that, then you need to determine which of these five kind of protections do you need to apply to it. And so I hope today's show has really been helpful to you. And I hope my examples that I have shared with you will motivate you to go ahead and start securing your uh, intellectual property. And then once you secure it, don't forget about it. You still got to look and be vigilant and make sure that somebody is not using it without your permission. And so. You know, we have uh, social media and social media has made it so easy for people to, you know, violate copyright when it comes to uh, photos and music and books and things of that nature. So you just have to be on top of your game and don't be afraid when you have to go after someone. Now, I've given you my examples. I I was not afraid. Late nights that I had to stay up and these books and everything. And so, no, you're not just going to do, you're not going to do that to me. And so I want you to do the same thing. And I want you to just realize that, hey, your intellectual property is your intellectual property and you need to protect it. Enough said. All right. So I hope you will join me next Monday for another exciting episode of the Stretching a Dollar for Entrepreneurs show. I will be discussing five hidden marketing gems every entrepreneur should use. And if you missed the show, 
Last week, we talked about five ways reducing stress can save your small business money. So if you have not listened and watched those episodes, I would highly encourage you to do that as well. And as always, if you would like to be a guest on the Stretching a Dollar for Entrepreneurs show, we're always looking. And so you can go to our website, stretchingyourcash.com and click on the Be My Guest link. And I say this so much, (laughs) but it deserves say it again. The topic that you would like to discuss needs to relate to the theme of this show, which is stretching a dollar for entrepreneurs. And you must be able to talk about it for 20 to 30 minutes. And so if you can do that, go ahead and fill out the form and I will review it and I will be in touch. And also, don't forget to follow us on TikTok and Facebook and YouTube. On YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe to our channel. And our handle is Stretching a Dollar. And we're also on Instagram as Stretching a Dollar Show. And so with that, I am going to go ahead and get out of here. I want you to have a blessed and productive week. And I want you to start taking an inventory of your intellectual property so that you can go ahead and protect it. Because every minute that it goes unprotected. You are putting your business at risk and we do not want that to happen. So you have your marching orders. And so I want you to take action and do what you need to do in order to secure your intellectual property. And until next time, be blessed and continue to stretch a dollar. Take care.